never give up. I never give up. I never give up. Hi guys, welcome back to My Steps to Sobriety, my show on YouTube and as a podcast with me, your host, Stefanie. Today is another fantastic day for an interview. And today is going to be a bit of a of a different topic for me. Um, so far, you know from my show that I'm a humanist. I believe in good and bad in the world, but I have not been touched by Jesus Christ. I have not been touched by any other religion. Um, so therefore, uh, I often joke about imaginary friends. Um, but today I've taken the challenge of actually having Christy Walker on my show, who is a Catholic recovery coach. She's a, she's a woman who is living her religion to the fullest. She is living her life to the fullest. And I'm actually intrigued to see, um, to see or to to look a bit at the role of alcohol uh, within the Catholic Church, within the religion, within to, to see if there are nuances there that maybe I did not take into account so far. So today, there's a lot of learning probably involved with me. And certainly a lot of, I guess, addressing my own prejudices i don't know we'll see christy i'm so grateful that you're coming on to my show thank you so much for having me and for mm. taking the challenge of mm. talking to a catholic that's so right i'm glad that's, to be here <laughs> that's right and it's uh it's i mean it's uh religion is something that uh that can be quite challenging because certainly a lot of people including me um have bad experiences with the church and therefore say no to religion, um, right. which uh, actually is is probably a pitfall there, but I've been guilty as charged. Um, <laughs> were you born into a very Catholic church, uh, Catholic family? So actually, I, I was uh, baptized Catholic when I was probably like four months old or so. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I am what they call a cradle Catholic. Um, but, you know, my family did go through some tough times. My parents divorced when I was five years old. Um, I did have a pretty firm faith foundation, but I was raised by a single mother. It was kind of hard sometimes being at church and looking at these pews full of like beautiful families and moms and dads. And there I was sitting with my brother and my mom. And that was my own thing that was not the church at all or the people there. It was just my own insecurities of looking at that and feeling different. Um, but nobody ever treated me that way or said anything to us at all. They were always super welcoming. I did go to Catholic school when I was, uh, I did it through seventh grade through high school. And um, yeah, I kind of just like a lot of young people fell away from the church. I always believed in God. Um, I, you know, always said that I was Catholic when people would ask me uh, what your faith background is, but I would always say I'm Catholic, but I'm not like them or I'm Catholic, but this, you know, <laughs> so I, it took me a long time to really embrace the faith. And uh, how I did that was instead of just when people would ask me, like, why do Catholics do that? Instead of just saying, I don't know, we've always done it. I actually read to find out why. And uh -huh. so, yeah, so that has helped me grow in faith and uh, helped me understand my religion much better. Nice, nice, because that is so common. And then it's mm -hmm. ah, nowadays we've got so many different churches to choose from. 
um, certainly right. in the English-speaking countries. Uh, in Germany, we've got Protestants and Catholics, mm-hmm. end of the story, and maybe some some little bit of cultish kind of things. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the, out here in New Zealand, and I probably assume the same in the United States, you've got all kind of shades of happiness or shades of relation to Jesus Christ. Um, some of them uh, are happy clappy, the way I, I describe them, full of joy, full of everything. But if you were ask these people about the historical background of scripture or uh, kind of things, there nothing comes back. Uh, so it's right. more about celebrating a beautiful feeling rather than necessarily digging into the past and uh, finding out about a history, uh, etc. Right. So it's yeah. I love it that you actually did that, and suddenly, mm-hmm. uh, suddenly there a first I guess develops, and you want to know more. When did mm-hmm. that start? That first. So that's interesting. I honestly think it it started little by little. So I was actually at my um, my cousin's thirtieth birthday party. I was well sober by this time, a married mother. Um, but she wanted me to come out for her 30th birthday. So I did and everybody got drunk and I was like the sober person that was there, which was fine. And one of her friends and I were just kind of like, we were just goofing around. We were like singing some Bible songs and um, they asked one of the people there was like, well, I don't even know how it came up, but it came up that I was Catholic. And when she said, they said, oh, are you Catholic too? She was like, no, like it was like this really bad thing. And I was like, that's weird. <laughs> so then I, uh-huh. I started Googling and I was like, what do people think about the Catholic church? And that was really eye-opening. And I was like, <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> it kind of freaked me out exactly. a little bit. I was like, oh no. So I started really researching and um, saying, well, is this true? Is this not? And to be quite honest with you, Stefan, it was kind of scary for me because I was like, what if I find out it's not true? What if I find out that there's something that causes me to feel like I have to not be Catholic anymore? Or what if, you know, what if, what if, what if? Mm-hmm. And so I just I think it's the Holy Spirit inside of me and you could think whatever, but I just feel like the Holy Spirit led me to all of this information, people and things that helped me gain understanding. I love history. And so I just kind of dove into when was the Catholic Church established? It was established with Jesus. So if if you ask Alexa, she'll tell you that... <laughs> The Catholic Church was founded by Jesus, but <laughs> maybe all maybe not other... a good way to start for your research journey. <laughs> no, Although you have to no. start somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I didn't have an Alexa at that time because this was a while ago. But no, I read the Fathers of the Church. I wanted to find out who the first Pope was, which is Peter, and then the lineage of popes all the way to Pope Francis. And then I wanted to know, um, well, when was the break off of? Um, the Protestant church. And one of the largest, obviously you being from Germany, probably are, there's a lot of Lutherans there. Right. And, um, and so that was like the biggest one. And so up until about 1500 years ago or so, everyone was Catholic. And then all of a sudden these Protestant sects started, you know, coming because it's like, well, I don't really agree with this. So I want this. Well, I don't really agree with what you're saying, you know, like off of Lutheran, Lutheran, Um, They'd be like, well, I don't really like what 
Martin Luther teaches about this. So I'm going to start my own church that's kind of like it, but not this, you know? And so pretty soon, if you think of it as like a tree, Hmm. you just have all these branches. And so that's Hmm. kind of like all of the different Christian religions. Hmm. Hmm. Um, But essentially our trunk is Jesus Christ. Hmm. So I love my Protestant brothers and sisters. I learned so much from them and um, they're, their fervent faith and their love of scripture. And I think there's so much more that we agree on than what we disagree on. Brilliant. Brilliant. And I think that is sort of the key thing that you actually, you need to develop an understanding what you're actually believing in. So I love the, mm-hmm. the journey that you took there rather than just saying, Oh, I was touched by Jesus Christ and now I'm happy forever. Um, so now there is, there's a, a background there that everyone needs to know. Because otherwise you get surprised by the deeds of the Catholic Church um, mm-hmm. uh, in the last, uh, we, let's not even go back too long. Let's just give it 100 years. Um, and a lot of the things that went wrong in this world were uh, mm-hmm. certainly at times accepted, often orchestrated by the Catholic Church, um, by the Vatican specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, the many Nazis escaped in 44, 45, uh, and in the immediate post-war years with the help of the Vatican, uh, to South America, the Redlands that they were called. Uh, if you talk about all the issues of, uh, sexual abuse, um, in the, the Catholic church, uh, and in other churches, let's be quite clear about that. Um, mm-hmm. Therefore, I guess that is where I always had a bitter taste in my mouth, because here you are, you were talking about the families that were in church, uh, yet when you then realize that the uh, the incidence of sexual abuse is huge amongst children, um, and we are talking, well, one in in seven, one in eight, one in ten, depends on where you are, Mm -hmm. this is huge. So therefore, if you look down the pews, well, you just do the maths. Okay, Mm -hmm. and if I might say so, I think uh, one of the the people that I saw rebelling often enough, these were people who came from a stricter house, from a stricter, often Catholic house, who went then out. I mean, you said yourself, you lost yourself a little bit on the path. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. Was that because of the religion or was it just because other things like boys and alcohol became more interesting. <laughs> um, it actually came from the world, actually. It just came from not from my faith at all. My faith is what saved me. My faith was the firm foundation of my life that was there for me when everything else just was chaos. Mm. So for me, um, I was so I kind of went off the rails, so to speak, when I was in high school. And so there I would, you know, I drank and then that made me feel shame and it made me do things, you know, it didn't make me, but I did things because of my intoxication and then I didn't feel worthy. And then I, you know, so I just kind of like just kept building and building and building this wall away from God. And so And it wasn't, God was always there for me, but I was just like pushing, pushing, pushing away. Uh And it's, um, and it didn't have anything to do with my religion because religion or the Catholic church teaches some very beautiful um, doctrines that you might not think are beautiful, but I do. And I see more of the grand reason for them and how it helps. 
um, society, for one thing, just like the family, the foundation of civilization of our world is the family. Mm-hmm. And um, that's how we, you know, build and how we learn everything mm-hmm. um, that we're supposed to learn and know is by a family. And so when divorce is going left and right, because somebody doesn't feel like being in a marriage anymore, or they have feelings for somebody else, or they feel, mm-hmm. you know, I think the world just puts so much emotion on, you can do whatever makes you happy. Well, leaving my mom for another woman may have made my dad happy for a time, but it certainly didn't make me happy. It certainly didn't make my brother happy. It certainly didn't make my mom happy. It caused trauma. It caused things. So same with drinking, right? People think, well, I'm drinking. I'm not hurting anyone else. I literally said that out of my mouth one time, Mm. but I was not showing up for my friends. I was not showing up for my mom. I was not showing up for my employer. So it's, I, the world is not the world, but, you know, just the rhetoric that we get that I was getting personally from outside sources, TV, Mm. movie, music, friends, Mm. whatever. Mm. It was actually breaking down the very fabric of the foundation of what I knew to be right. And Mm. it, and I was starting to go wrong so I had to weave that back together Mm. through my faith my understanding my relationship with God it's not a religion for me it is a relationship nice Um, nice 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 and and that I take that is absolutely the the beauty of a strong faith that you can draw power from it that you uh that it can give your life meaning and that it helps you to become a better person so this is a beautiful beautiful thing and for that i'm a little bit envious that i have not been touched by jesus christ um (laughs) so part of that is is in me i have to admit that um at the same token i find it uh i find it hard to imagine this belief and this deep trust that you put into an essentially unknown entity out there um and it is it is i'm really i'm really really pleased for you that's the fact end of the story um the it is i still find it um intriguing the catholic church in its own right what is their relationship with alcohol I mean, you guys have your little sip of uh, cranberry juice, I guess, nowadays, uh, rather yeah, than the... It's actually the... consecrated wine, yes. It is? It's really still well, wine? It is. Mm-hmm. All right. Even for the children? Yes. Woo! Mm-hmm. Oh, you start early. Okay. I give you that. <laughs> I actually, as somebody... My mom is a total germaphobe, so I never actually did partake in the... Um, in the blood of Christ uh, during the Eucharist, but um, my children have, and it's just like a tiny sip. It's not anything, but um, for me personally, especially since I'm a recovering alcoholic, I could, you know, do that if I wanted to. It's just something I choose not to because I never have. And um, we believe that Jesus is present body, blood, soul, and divinity in the bread as well as the mm. wine. So mm. it you can have one or the other or both and it's mm. still the same. Without now being being silly, gluten-free? 
Um, but, they do have gluten-free options. Excellent. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't know. I was, I was honestly asking now. Yeah, no, that's a great question because some people are intolerant and some, right. sometimes it's such a small amount that people don't um, right. worry about it. Or if they're on a gluten-free diet, they don't worry about it. But there yeah. are people who have really adverse reactions. Uh, so just... there are gluten-free. I, I didn't know. So I've never been in a Catholic church. So therefore, de- please no. forgive me that I'm asking these well, questions. Well, you're invited anytime. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, no, that's beautiful. So, okay. No, I, I'll accept all that with regards to, to a personal relationship. Um, however, I mean, how do you see then um, the role of the church um, when it comes to mental health? When it comes to mm-hmm. the addressing the hard issues, there are only so many Ave Marias you can pray um, mm-hmm. in order to to have. I don't even know the right terminology now, so I don't even try mm-hmm. to pretend. Um, but okay. the what is your church? I mean, sometimes you talk about a church. I'm forget it. Talk about your mm-hmm. church, the church, your 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 congregation. Um, what is the role of, of looking after mental health problems there? Yeah, that's an excellent question. And, you know, we have seen a definite slide in the amount of priests that we have because of because of the, you know, controversies and the terrible things that have happened within the church. And so, you know, who wants to be what faithful Catholic man wants to say, yes, I want to become a priest. And then somebody walking down the street is like, you're a pedophile when they've done nothing wrong. You know what I mean? So we've seen, unfortunately, a decline in our uh, priests and pastors and things like that. But um, so the reason that I'm mentioning that is because it makes it difficult for parishes to have the pastoral um mm. care that mm. was that they that we used to have mm. and also you know we're just seeing a decline of people in the church especially after covid and we mm. nobody had to go to church and then we did it online which is was not ideal mm. and um so then some people don't come back because then they just watch it online or they don't do it at all anymore because they weren't that they were kind of lukewarm to begin with, if mm. that makes sense. And mm. so now it's kind of like, oh, well, I've lived without it. So now, now mm. it's fine. Um, I believe, and honestly, I'm super glad that you asked this question because I have felt very called, not just, you know, to help women in recovery mm. from alcohol or for those looking to drink less or not at all. I have this calling on my heart that, and somebody said it, it wasn't me, someone said it, and it just has stuck with me that our parishes need to be a place of healing. Mm. And they are to some degree, but I feel like the lay faithful, we believe that we are gifted um, at our baptism with spiritual gifts. And those can help us when we work together, everybody's gifts are different. We work together and that helps us, you know, bring the light of Christ to others, to help the homeless, to reach out to those in prison, to Hmm. help, you know, vets, those struggling with sobriety, those who are experiencing grief, those who have been through a divorce, you know, like all these different things that are plaguing our world, those who have, you know, regret their abortions and things Hmm. like that. You know, we need to be a place of healing for 
all of that. And I think we could all be doing a way better job at that. My parish, I'm, you know, what Mm. you, you water the grass where you are. That is what I'm doing. I'm just trying my very best to Mm. bring as much as I can and my family too, and bring as much as we can to the parish in that Mm. respect. But I, I loved the way you're saying that. That was a beautiful answer for that. My thought, however, is are you not turning Catholicism into your own brand, into an, your own version of that? Because the Catholic be- belief system is all about the sin, is all about penance, is all about the, the those kind of things. So uh, admit your sins mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Is it not? It is not for me anyway. And, you know, if you would have asked me that maybe 20 years ago, I'd probably, you know, rattle off like all the Catholic guilt and all the Mm -hmm. this and that. But uh, for me, I see that as, first of all, having a conscience, which, you know, we all do and should have. Nice. So I no longer call it Catholic guilt. I think that we all have some shame, guilt, and regret that we struggle with, whether you're humanist, whether you're Mm. Jewish, whether you're Christian, Mm. you know, we all have Mm. that, that we have to deal with and account for. But I think of my religion, the same and Catholicism at the same way that I feel about sobriety. People are like, but you're never going to drink again. You can't have a glass of wine. You can't do this. You can't do that. Blah, 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 blah. All these you can't. But look at what I can do. Look (laughs) at what I've gained, right? So I'm more creative. I can read. I spend, I'm more present with my family. I'm more present with my friends. I, um, Mm. you know, seek pleasure in other things. I wind down in other ways, more constructive ways. The same is true with my Catholicism. People like to say, oh, well, you can't do this. You can't do that. You have to go to confession. You have to do this. I find so much freedom in that. I was my own God for so long because I I would say, oh, well, God wouldn't care if I did that, or God wouldn't care if I said that, or God would forgive me for this and that instead of actually, you know, going to his word and looking at what Jesus actually said and um, living my life that way, I find so much freedom in that. Actually, it's not what I'm saying no to. It's what I'm saying yes to. And I'm laughing here because I just had a breakthrough in my own mind, because when I think back about my rehab, um, one of the biggest things was that suddenly that coming out of the shadows to actually say the first time out loud, I'm an alcoholic, the first time mm-hmm. that you actually admit that you have got a problem from that time on, you couldn't shut me up for a week. Um, <laughs> and it was that kind of uh, being the liberal as lib- oh, what's the word for it? The liberation, I guess, of of mm-hmm. the freedom that you experience yeah. of no longer hiding. Um, so that was actually, yes, I can see actually the same thing. Um, however, the, the, the so and so many prayers to, um, to sort your sins out, that's really not mm-hmm. my thing, but you could actually translate that into, why don't you go out and make amends instead of pray, right. um, actually go out there. And now that you have had a realization right. that maybe what you have done is not so clever, uh, maybe right. go out there and, 
and make amends. I like that actually. So there's actually a similarity that I never picked up on. So interesting. Thank you for teaching me that. Yeah. Oh, so I also, I, I tell people all the time, I live my life as a thank you. Like I'm not doing these things to earn God's favor or, you know, work my way to heaven or any of that. This is a thank you because I have been given this gift and I want to share it with others. I have this light within me that just wants to come out and I just want to share it with others for God's glory, not for my own. That's just beautiful. Okay. Um, Having said that, you probably make a good power team, the two of you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So that's great. So is there... Has got a gender in your mind? Is it she? Is uh, it he? Is, well, God has been revealed to us as father, but you know, God is pure spirit. So no. Good. No. Like gender. it. I like <laughs> it. I like it. I like it. So that's fine. So no blonde hairs flowing in the wind. I like that. No. Um, <laughs> I like no, that. No. no, it is only pure- God the Son, as far as Jesus has has a body. And so right. that's, you know, because he took on human form. Form mm. and he was fully divine and and fully human so but we still don't know exactly what he looked like but he was a jewish um he I was like jewish, it. so I obviously like that's it. what he looked I like i like it and that would have been a rather brown tan on his face exactly right. from yeah, one exactly. where he grew up not yeah. these very caucasian i know i know, you know? i know. i love it i love it yeah that's but. so much for the irish priest going down the hill there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no that's right. absolutely cool um what is the future of the catholic church do you think the Catholic Church will still be around in 50 years time? Or is I it a relic so, yes. like the like the English uh the English monarchy or something like that? And people a lot of people yeah. predict that that we are sort of at the end of an era. Mm-hmm. Why do you think the Catholic Church or do you think it is time for the Catholic Church to reinvent itself? Mm, no. So Here's something, here are some of my thoughts. Those are all super good questions. So the first thing is, I believe that the Catholic Church will be around forever. Jesus said that, um, you know, he's establishing his church and the gates of hell will not prevail. We've had some really crooked popes. We've had some really crooked people in the church, but, Mm. you know, it's human and there's sin in this world and people do bad things. And so it's not Jesus, like, he's not here doing, you know, the sinless person doing person and God doing um, like running things, right? We have these sinful people like myself and, you know, and uh, and all of us who don't always do things the right way. Mm. You know, what did you say? Like 90% of the time or, or only 90% <laughs> of the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but that being said, um, you know, Pope Benedict the Sixteenth said something similar to like, we are going to see a remnant church. So for sure, like the church is getting smaller and smaller right now. But what's happening is those of us who are on fire for the faith, who are using our gifts to mm. spread God's message, mm. we are like this bright kindling that is just working and working and working. And I believe that someday it's going to, you know, Mm. people are going to get really sick and tired of doing whatever Mm. makes them happy because 
you and I both know it just leads you to more emptiness. And until you're doing something that's fulfilling, like what mm. you're doing now, you're helping people and, um, and you know, you're sharing your story and sharing and, and you help people medically. I mean, as a doctor, that's gotta be, mm. you know, so such a beautiful thing, but you know, we can only take so much booze. We can, people can only take so much porn. You can only take so much mm. gambling and shopping mm. and all mm. these things. Mm. And you're still left empty. Mm. Um, and I think people are just going to get tired of that eventually. Mm. Um, will it look the same as it did, you know, 1500 years ago? No, but mm. it's going just to be a different version um, mm. of what the world needs at that time. So um, as far mm. as what was the other thing you asked me? Um, oh, should the church reinvent itself? No. So I think that it has in different ways. So we have like hippie churches and we have like very traditional Latin masses, you know, so we have this, even within the Catholic church, there's like this whole gamut mm. of, we all pretty much follow the same and we all, you know, um, there's certain doctrines and there's the magisterium mm. of the church that we mm follow but there's still people that get a little you know willy-nilly with their interpretation of things and so you know there's there's issues with it but I don't think that <laughs> I don't think that it needs to reinvent itself on the contrary I think it needs to really stand by uh the moral teachings and it's just going to benefit the world if we can do that that's beautifully said I think there's and therefore, I'm so grateful that you came today onto my show because I wanted to have a look at the Catholic Church a bit more closely because it's a subject mm -hmm. that I'd neglected so far. Because we know that there are so many paths that can help you to become a better version. Some of us find it through spirituality, others find through religion, others through creativity. Um, there are so many paths and often enough these paths meander you might start on a creative path and then suddenly end up religious you might start spiritual and then think well actually no that's not me and right. you explore and that is the freedom that you have got once you stop uh, escaping your reality mm -hmm. you can explore paths and I certainly explored quite a few paths to start off with where I found out, no, that's not me. Uh, I wanted to become an artist. I wanted to weld things and create things. Turns out I'm crap in that. I'm, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but what's that? I'm creative, yes, uh, yeah. very much so, but far more in photography and, and in filming rather than, than actually make something with my hands. Doesn't matter. I still gave it a shot. I still have got. I still went into chiseling stone and and tried things out and see see what what sticks. And that is the beautiful thing. I would have never done that had I continued to drink. Um, therefore, it's the same thing there. So, uh, who am I to say what you guys out there do in order to become the new you? And some of you might have felt empty. And maybe a visit to your church might be exactly what puts the spark back into your life. There are some amazing pastors out there. Please, let's not get that right. Mm -hmm. uh, get it wrong. There are some beautiful people out there um, who are powerful leaders. And maybe this is this is a this is the light that you were waiting for. 
And maybe it's just around the corner if you just go there on a Sunday evening or a Sunday morning, whenever the, the mess is, and actually check it out. Um, right. What have you got to lose? Um, and you don't know until you try. So I think that is fair to say. Um, but it is another alternative. It's an alternative way forward, which I love. Uh, and I'm I'm really pleased for you um, that you found this close relationship with your God, with your with your passion uh, he ignites your passion and makes you that 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 torch uh in the darkness of others mm -hmm. so there you are um and for all i know uh, he has maybe there is a god and he has earmarked me to actually do the good work and that's cool maybe i'm just <laughs> denying him so far <laughs> the presence that's fair it could be could be i don't know i don't know i keep keep trying to do the good work i keep trying yeah. to do the, the right thing and I'm sure that you are doing exactly the same thing. You keep going. So I'm 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 so pleased to have come across you, Christy. I'm so pleased that you have been a guest on my show. Um, if you were able to send a message back in time to the younger, maybe more confused girl uh, out mm -hmm. there, what would the message be? Mm. Yeah, that would be. You know, all those things that you're praying for and you feel like God is not listening to, he's not, you're not getting those things for a reason because he has something for you mm. that is more beautiful than you can imagine. He has a life for you that is, you can't even comprehend right now in your yeah. finite knowledge. You are more powerful than you believe. He is with you. He is pursuing your heart, whether you like it or not. And he's going to guide you exactly where you need to go. And that is exactly what I, I know to be true. And I wish that I would have understood that more when I was younger, because would my path have been different? Maybe, but as you know, I'm just happy that I did have the path that I have. My alcoholism is a cross and Jesus tells us to take up our cross to follow mm. him. Mm. I happily take up this cross. I happily proclaim it to everyone because I just want everyone to see him mm. and hear him in what whatever he gives me to say. Beautiful, beautiful. Christy, if people want to know more about you, where can they find you? Yeah, so you can find me at my website, catholicrecoverycoach.com. I'm also active on Instagram at catholicrecoverycoach. So I Brilliant. am just so grateful that you had me on here. I know it's not always easy to have somebody um, have a conversation with someone that, you know, you're so different from in some ways. I mean, I think we have a lot of similarities in a lot of other ways. Oh. So thank you for this opportunity to be able to talk to your listeners and to and to speak to you. It's been a gift for sure. Absolutely. Guys, look down there into the description of the YouTube video and of the podcast because all of Christy's uh, details are down there. Christy, thank you so much for all the work you're doing. Thank you for being the light in the darkness of others. And you guys out there, check her out uh, if, if you wanted to explore your own path towards Jesus Christ, towards your religion. Um, and uh, maybe it is giving you the answers that you are looking for. And how beautiful would that be? But one way or the other, look, 
Sorry, Christy, go ahead. Oh, I just want to say one other thing because this comes up a lot. I don't want, I, I want people to understand whatever religion that they are is not to leave God because of the sins of man. Okay. Because a lot of times I'll hear people say, I can't come back to the church because of this, this, and this. Yeah. Believe me, if there was somewhere else to go some days, I would be right on board with that. But I say, who, to whom else would I go? Yeah. So that's so beautiful to distinguish between church and religion. So now, very, very powerful. You guys out there, look after yourself and live with passion. Bye. I never give up. I never give up. I never give up. Turn around.